welcome to Adequately Nerdy, a podcast where my husband and I talk about things we nerd out over. I'm Kate. And I'm Joe. And today we are talking about the most delicious noodles ever <laughs> created. Well, there's no bias on that one, is there? <laughs> okay, that's not fair. We've had some really delicious noodles. However, today true. we are talking about a Chinese recipe, handmade noodles, so delicious. They are called Biang Biang noodles. We could talk about all the different kinds of noodles that are out there. There are egg noodles, rice noodles, wheat noodles, so forth and so on. And we love them all. Yes, we do. But we are going to focus on one in particular. It all started whenever we decided we were going to move to Shenzhen. And I do what every normal person does when they're going to move to a new place. And I try to look up all the food that is offered at that place. <laughs> this is partially why I married you. Yeah, yeah. And I happened to actually come across a YouTube channel that I have since fallen in love with. Absolutely. I've watched a lot of YouTube channels and I've lot of watched Chinese cooking ones. This one in particular, it's a couple who happens to also live in Shenzhen, which I didn't know about this until I've seen a thousand other videos. Mm -hmm. They obsess with Chinese cooking. They full out just love it. That's their thing. The channel itself is called Chinese Cooking Demystified. We will include a link to them on our blog post. Yep, absolutely. The way that they explain the Chinese recipes and how they explain the different methods and everything, it demystifies it. It makes it just so much more simple to understand. It makes everything clear. makes everything seem like it's a doable recipe. One of the things that I love about it as well is I've kind of watched over your shoulder a couple of times. There are a couple of recipes where they will show you the traditional way how to make something and then they will also show you a little bit of an easier way that incorporates maybe a little bit more modern methods and technology and ingredients that also tastes just as good. So it's really, yeah. really great and accessible for everybody. And, true. and that's also with the ingredients themselves. They're very good at being like, this is the ingredient that we like to use. You may not be able to find it if you are in the U.S. or Australia or something like that. So here is a possible replacement. Right. I promise we are going to get to the actual recipe and our experience <laughs> with it. But credit where credit is due. These guys are amazing. Really, everybody should take a moment and check them out. Even if you're not yeah. interested or you're a little hesitant. Because I feel like there's a lot of intimidation when it comes to Asian cooking. Chinese cooking specifically. There's oh, a yeah. lot of spices. There's a lot of ingredients that can be really tricky or confusing. Or, you know, why do I want to buy this if I'm only going to use a teaspoon of it one time? But... This particular channel and a few others we've come across, to be fair, mm -hmm. have been really, really great as far as broadening our cooking horizons and Joe's specifically. Yeah. And, they, and they do a very good job of bringing down the anxiety. We're planning on moving halfway across the world. We're doing that in a few weeks. And having this presentation of being like, this food, yeah, it's going to be different. It's going to taste different. It's going to look different. It's not that crazy. Right. It's These not scary. Like, yeah. And, and so they bring in like normal ingredients, just making stuff that's delicious. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've started making some of these at home. And I have to say, the recipe we're talking about today, these Biang Biang noodles, are probably my favorite thing that Joe has made in the last couple of months. It's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. To start this off, it was one of their videos they had shown, and I got drawn into it immediately. Not only because it is actually a pretty simple dish to do, mm -hmm. but it had also happened to be the way that they had done the recipe. It turned out to be vegan, which neither of us are vegan, no. but we have some very close friends of ours that are, and we wanted to share this experience with them. So 
the actual noodles themselves. Let's get into this then. Yes, let's. This is a flour noodle. Mm -hmm. That's a very simple one. It's a two to one flour to water ratio. And then you add a little bit of salt. Mm -hmm. The important bit here is you want to look for a flour that has a little bit higher protein than like an all-purpose flour. Mm -hmm. The one that we used had about 11% protein in it. Mm -hmm. And this helps for later on to, to just help develop the gluten more and to make it stretchier. Right, which is going to be very, very important when we get to the actual noodle creation itself. Right now, just making the dough, keeping that ratio is very important. I don't know if there are any gluten-free options. We haven't found anything yeah, that's really worked. we haven't experimented enough. Right, so if you are gluten-free, sorry, you might kind of be on your own a little bit to experiment. Or perhaps we will update a little bit later if we are able to experiment yeah. a little bit more. You just need that dough for about five minutes. It'll all come together. It might be a little weird at first because it seems like it's too dry and then all of a sudden it'll seem a little wet. And then, hey, look, it's all good. You get a nice dough and then you just cover that with about three tablespoons of oil or mm -hmm. how, if, depending on how large of a dough you're making. Sure. You just cover it and let it sit for eight to ten hours. That's probably another one of the great things about this dish is that... You know, we both work, we have, for now, <laughs> we have uh, very busy schedules. And so this is a great recipe where Joe will get up maybe only 15 to 20 minutes earlier than normal. Yeah, not, not too It doesn't take any time. Right. Mix the dough, knead it, cover it in oil, and then it's good to go while we're at work. It's just going to sit at home on our counter and mm -hmm. then come home and we're ready to use it. Yep. And so what we'll do is we'll come home and we'll prep the toppings, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then whenever you're ready for the noodles, you roll it out really flat. I suggest using a rolling pin. The first time I tried rolling out by hand, it just didn't get thin enough. Yeah, you really, because we're going we're gonna to stretch the noodles, we're going to pull them in a moment, and you really want them to be as thin as possible. Not only so it's a more delicious texture, it's you don't really like noodles that are super gummy, yeah. but also because they cook a little bit faster. Yep. So it's really, really important to get that super, super thin, stretchy dough. Highly recommend a rolling pin. Yeah, definitely roll it out, and then you just cut strips that are about two inches wide, and after they're sliced, you'll take a chopstick mm -hmm. and you'll lay it in the center of them to put a little impression halfway between. You're essentially creating a perforation. That's essentially the word. creating, you're creating a border where it's a little bit more thin in this particular area, so that when you rip them, it rips more easily and you form these nice clean lines. So you're not actually cutting through the dough; you're just creating a nice little thin layer, so that when you pull them, it's easy enough to pull them apart into thin strips. And so then the pooling begins. You put either end of the noodle on your palm side up with your thumbs holding them down. And what I like to affectionately call it, because again, I stole this from Chinese cooking demystified, is called bianging that noodle. <laughs> yes, that is actually what it's called. And I think you said that there's a reason for that, right? Well, there is one of the, because there's always going to be a thousand theories on why things are named a certain way or why they are a certain way. And one of the theories of Biang Biang noodles is they're named that way is because as you are stretching the noodles, you're waving the noodle up and down in this in this fashion and you're slapping it onto the counter. And that slapping noise apparently is supposed to sound like a biang, biang every time it hits. <laughs> now, again, if this is true, who knows? It just might be part of the legend that is biang, biang noodles. I wouldn't say that I think it sounds like 
a beyond noise that is that's not the first sound maybe that comes to mind but it is it is a really fun thing to do joe mentioned earlier we did this with our friends who are vegan and they're two teenagers as well and i think we all had so much fun flowering the table a little bit you don't even really need to do that as long as you're okay with your table getting a little bit oily and then just clean it off later slapping the noodles which is not a euphemism but slapping the noodles and it was just it was so much fun because we were all taking turns because there was like a limited table space and then we were all adding the toppings and eating them it's just it was so much fun and you get to see how thin you can make your noodles hopefully you don't break them even if you do break them then you just have two smaller noodles which is totally fine it's just it was so much fun it was a really fun evening and also i probably should have noted this before you start beyonding your noodles Get some water heating up and starting to boil. Yes. Because as soon as you've got these stretched, you don't want to just throw them in like in the corner or anything because they'll clump up and make a mess. And ruin everything that you just yeah. did. Yep. So it's literally right after you beyond them, you want to throw them in some rapidly boiling water and they'll cook in a minute. Right. And this That's is a, this is again where that Literal. thinness is super helpful. Yeah. It really will be forty five seconds to sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is that we had that conveyor belt system going on because of space, where one person was bianging their noodles, was slapping <laughs> their noodles, while another person was cooking them. And in about sixty seconds, you're ready to switch. It was a really great turnaround as far as physically making your food to cooking it and then adding the toppings, which we'll get to in a sec. The cool thing about these two is that's the noodle base. That's it. That's all you need to do. Yep. And then the options are endless Mm -hmm. at this point. The noodles are done. You can make them any way you want. You can look up a whole bunch of different traditional toppings that they use, different methods. The one that I liked a lot was the one that Chinese Cooking Demystified used, which was a chili oil base. Mm -hmm. For them, these are some basic toppings that they use. They used minced garlic. A green onion, shallot, white onion, something of that really oniony flavor. Yes, I love shallots. Chili flakes, Sichuan peppercorn. And then whenever you have that all piled on top, you heat up a couple tablespoons of peanut oil. Then you take that peanut oil and you just basically dip it on, dump it on top of your all of your toppings that are on your noodles. That releases all the garlic flavor, that releases a lot from the chilies, making a basically a quick and dirty chili oil. Right. So it goes from adding noodles, and then you add all of your dry ingredients, and then you add on some of this oil, and then there's some flavoring to go on there too, right? Yes. And then you can also add, which we did for ours, we added a sauce to it, which was a four to one soy sauce and black Chinese vinegar. Which totally made the dish for me. For me in particular, I added a little bit more garlic to mine. Yep. I did not add any Szechuan peppercorns. No, because, they are your enemy. Oh, they are they are my arch nemesis in every way, They're shape, so and form. Good. That'll have to maybe be a story we tell in a minute. But my first adventure into peppercorns, spoiler alert, did not go well for anybody. It was not fun. Yep. I I do add a little bit of chili flake. I don't like you spicy did. food, but it's helpful to just add a little bit because you want that small kick, especially because once you add in that soy sauce and that Chinese vinegar, it's really going to mitigate down that heat. So yes. I really would recommend, even if you don't like spicy food, try just like a quarter teaspoon maybe yeah, of chili bit. flakes. You don't need more than like 
five specks of red in your bowl. But it's really nice to have at least a little bit in there. And this is the one point where I really need to emphasize that the it is the black Chinese vinegar. Yes, like that do not add white vinegar. all the difference. <laughs> I mean, there are a bunch of really good vinegars that probably could be used. Sure. But for this in particular, the black Chinese vinegar, I think elevates it to another level i agree and then we also added some baby bok choy for us Mm -hmm. the cool thing about that is we just you know sliced them cleaned them and then we're able to blanch them in the boiling water we used to cook the noodles in right and it really doesn't take much more than the noodles did either no they're 30 seconds 45 something like that not too long and it was just ready to go it was a simple dish you have a little bit more prep especially with whenever you're prepping all of your toppings and stuff. But again, you can make that as simple or complex as you want. Right. Like you can definitely go to the grocery store. And if you live in the U.S., at least there's really convenient jars of minced garlic ready to go. Just add a little bit of that into your dish. Chili flake, Szechuan peppercorn, not that complicated to add things down. You'd have to grind down the peppercorn, obviously, if you want to add that. Usually. It's tougher to find that it's already pre-ground. Right. Bok choy just clean it that's about it the noodles honestly don't take that long to make it's it's a very simple dish and it's so good it's great it's really convenient if you have a lot of people so that particular evening we had six people and we were able to get everybody a bowl of food from making their own food to eating their food very very quickly um it was great we i mean we added a little bit more flair to it because we wanted it more as like an entertainment bit as well we didn't we could have just dinner and a show yeah now there is one little Last bit about Beyond Beyond Noodles that I wanted to bring up to you. So this is something that I had just found out. I think I was reading through a comment section somewhere or something like that where the actual Chinese character for Beyond is amazing. Okay, amazing as in there's a tiny picture of a pangolin in there somewhere? No, no, no. This is, it's amazing because it is apparently well-known. Again, we haven't talked to experts or anything, so mm-hmm. we don't really know. But it is no, well-known as being the most complicated character in the Chinese language. Really? <laughs> and that just happens to be the one that we like the most? Apparently. You have to take a look at this. You just Google it. It'll actually be on our website. If you guys want to look on adequatelynerdy.com and you'll okay. see it on there. But for, for Kate, for you, uh-huh. you need to look this up right now. Okay. Just type in Beyond Beyond Character, Beyond Character. B-I-A-N-G. Yep. Okay. And look it up. Wow. That is a lot of brush strokes. Right. In that character. There's like eight levels. It's pretty It's nuts. like a character inside of a character inside of a character inside of a house. <laughs> I don't understand. And apparently this it's like a point of pride to be able to make these characters beautiful. You are Chinese literate if you can draw this character. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How long does it take somebody to write one of these? I have absolutely no idea. I mean, it looks super cool. So, so what you're saying is that if I go home, I am home. But if I stop recording and I just spend nothing but the next two weeks practicing how to write this character, not knowing any Mandarin <laughs> at all... When we get to China, I show somebody my amazing ability to draw this character, and they're like, oh, clearly you're a master of the Chinese language. I highly doubt that, but they will show you where to get good noodles. I do like good noodles. That's an acceptable trade-off for me. Okay, good. New goal acquired. (laughs) Challenge accepted. Well, I hope you've learned something from us today. If you want to suggest a future topic or just say hi, head to adequatelynerdy.com. 
There you can also find links to our Twitter and Instagram. We are posting now. It's very exciting. We are. We've got it. We've actually have a few posts. Yay. More on Instagram than Twitter. I, we haven't really gotten into the Twitterverse that that well. Yeah, my my students have been directing me a little bit more towards Instagram, <laughs> so that's that's where I'm a little bit more biased, I suppose. Until next time, stay nerdy. Okay, can we go make noodles now?